0: Welcome to Swedish Innovation Podcast. My name is Sarah Hermansson and today we will talk to Monica Fagrios Lundström, the founder and CEO of Booksnook. And Booksnook is a company that makes children's books digital so you can bring them wherever you are. We will hear more about Monica's journey and how you actually can have the guts to quit your job and, and just go for starting your own company and how that made her feel more free. Let's talk more to Monica.
1: Hi, Monica, and welcome to Swedish Innovation Podcast. How are you doing? And thank you. And I'm doing uh, very well. Thank you. Sounds good. I'm very happy that we can have you on uh, on the show. So I will
0: start off with five quick questions uh, about mm-hmm. you. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, so if you can choose, how would you like to spend a
1: Saturday morning? Um, I think for me, it's, it's sort of one, <clears throat> one story before and one after the pandemic hit. Uh, I think now I'm one of those people who start my mornings uh, on Saturdays uh, watching the show The Winter Studio in Sweden, where you can watch like cross-country skiing or biathlon. So that's like my perfect Saturday, just go up, have a coffee and just sit in the sofa watching biathlon sounds good and it sounds pretty prestigeless
0: uh not so, not so difficult to uh, fulfill your saturday morning dreams
1: no no not at all
0: (laughs) it's it's quite easy super
1: and the next question what is your favorite app for the moment Uh, i think i'd say pinterest um Mm. i think it's a lot of fun with like home decoration and carpenting so i can i can i can spend like hours (laughs) looking at at pinterest (laughs) i agree (laughs) i also do that (laughs) yeah
0: Yeah. and um, if you can choose a person whoever to have a fika with who would you invite for a fika
1: oh difficult question i think just from the top of my mind i just thought of michelle obama (laughs) that's a good choice i think What?
0: what would you buy her for type of fika
1: uh, right now it would definitely be a semla, uh, like the typical Swedish <laughs> thing at the moment. Yeah. So for our listeners who non-Swedish, w-
0: maybe we <laughs> should explain fika, as you might heard in previous episodes, is when you take a coffee together with a person and usually something sweet too. And something we do a lot and a way for us to have conversations, I guess. And then semla yeah. is when you take... Uh, this is so strange. But you take a, yeah. like, <laughs> no, and you I can't even explain in the middle. And then you fill it with uh whipped cream and also almond uh, mixture things. Yeah. And it's super big. It's kind of
1: like eating a hamburger, but it's whipped cream instead of meat. And you only you, you basically do it like once a year during during a specific time. <laughs> yeah, it's only like you. <laughs> Which is also quite every... funny. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I guess because it's so seasonal, that's why you like them. I think if they were been available all year round, you wouldn't like them. That no, <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> Perfect. And when you were 10 years old, what
1: did you do on your spare time? What did you enjoy doing? Um... <laughs> I actually, I, I have a twin sister, so we spent basically like 99% of all time together. And we, I don't know, we played a lot of basketball. That's what we like put the most of our time into, I think, uh, which was a lot of fun. Cool. Okay, and final
0: question. Uh, what trend when it comes to innovation uh, do you follow right now?
1: Um, I obviously think it's really interesting to to follow the discussions on the metaverse, uh, and What's that? just Oh, wait, uh,
0: uh, I think I know. Is it the thing with like Facebook, Instagramish?
1: Uh, stuff? Yeah, like why why Facebook switched names to Meta because they're gonna yeah. build this uh, this universe where you can spend time together in a digital sort of universe. Um, I don't know if for for all of those who have seen like Ready Player One, that movie, it's like basically that thing. <laughs> So so I think for us, it's interesting to understand just, you know, how we'll actually, I mean, basically, it's about how will we actually spend quality time together in the future? Uh, will we actually do it face to face? Or could you actually have the same type of quality time in a digital world, uh, which is quite interesting to think about, especially now, since, I mean, during the pandemic, you spend so much time online, and then you realize that, you know, you can actually work from different locations and not necessarily in an office. So it's... Uh, It's something that I find extremely interesting at the moment.
0: Definitely. And and do you find this metaverse thing a bit scary? Because I do, but I don't
1: know if you do. I think it's one of those moments when you you understand, like, you know, when you were a child and you had this new type of trends, new ways of, you know, hanging out, We know, when, when Facebook came and your parents were like, what is this? This can't be a big thing. And oh then you realize that it is like <laughs> yeah. how everyone's going to live in the future. Uh, so I think for me, it was like, how could that be relevant? But then when you come to think about it, you you understand like, okay, it's it just might be the thing that like in 10 years, you were like, why, how could I ever question that this would be the future? So, you just so. made me to feel extremely old. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you're just, you know, trying to just keep an open mind. But sometimes even for me, it's, it's like difficult. But I do think it's going to be really interesting to follow that trend. And I really think it's an interesting area
0: definitely no now when you said that I remember you know when internet came they were like oh internet is dangerous and yeah you can learn yeah. dangerous things on the internet and, yeah, exactly. when, and then I mean we were kids so you were like oh my god come on and now I'm questioning this and thinks it's scary and I just realized maybe it's my age that I'm getting like a bit <laughs> how to say
1: <laughs> scared of new innovation. Yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's just things are fine the way they are. You know, it's easy to feel that way.
0: Oh Jesus! Well, well, now I know. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, uh, Monica. So let's—I uh, mean—go over to your company that you founded, Books, no? mm-hmm. Uh I guess in English we can translate it to uh, bookworm. Bookworm, exactly. And uh, yeah. Can you please tell us a bit what what is it about?
1: What do you do? I mean, basically, it, it all started out with with uh, we're co- four co-founders um, behind BookSnook who got to know each other like a long time ago when we studied engineering here in Stockholm, and so we have you know a huge interest in technology. And then you realize like, okay, uh, screen time among everybody, but not least children, just keeps exploding. And at the same time, you have all these reports saying that reading is just declining. So for us, it was, you know, un- <laughs> realizing that, I mean, if you have a lot of time spent on screens, but you you don't have a, a positive train in, uh, trend in reading, why not put your hands together and actually work with reading on a digital screen? And uh, so that was basically the idea behind Booksnook. Um, And what we really are trying to achieve is, you know, offering children qualitative entertainment uh, on the screen, uh, offering them thousands of captivating books so you can actually spark an interest for reading. Uh, So Mm. that's, I mean, our our vision is, you know, awakening the children's desire to read in a digital world. Mm. That's cool. I mean, I really want to discuss that directly because... I have kids myself
0: and I also study development psychology for the <clears throat> moment just because I think it's very fun to see how does the brain develop when you're young and all the reports I read and um, the more I learn about cognitive <clears throat> development and also like developmental language is that screen time and they just call it screen time is mm. not good for cognitive development and um, mm. speaking and mm. reading books is super so it's like you should not look at the screen but you should read books and your product mm. that is kind of in between I mean have you seen any like how do, have you done any studies to see how your product is actually working for cognitive development on children or what do you yeah. have seen so far
1: I think just to begin with, what what's really interesting to, to, to understand as well is because I think that the screen time debate to, today is very black and white. Uh, and I mean, it also matters what you actually do on the screen. I can just take an example from my life because I know one of the things that I do on my uh, mobile phone as an example is I spend a lot of time on Dagens Nyheter, which is one of the The biggest daily magazines here in Sweden Uh, so I read the news on my phone and I think it's fantastic that I don't have to have you know the paper version of the the daily paper which is like you know if I need to bring it with me so I mean that's something that I would say is it's not a problem for me that I spend time on my on my iPhone reading the news however at the same time, I I am fully aware of that sometimes I spend a lot of time watching reels videos Um, you know when you just get stuck on Instagram or whatever and I'm fully aware that that's not really valuable time for me <laughs> and I should probably do something else. And it, it's a bit, uh, you know, the same applies also for children. You know, if you watch, you know, videos, some of our users mention YouTube, you know, that their kids mm. just spend hours on YouTube. But then you can actually do something on the screen that actually can be uh, meaningful screen time for you, such as reading a book. And for, from our perspective, you know, video and games is a, can be... Uh, problematic for young children because you have all these quick impressions but that's not what we offer we offer you know the pace of a book where you can actually enjoy um, reading books by yourself even if you can't read because you can have the book read out loud by a narrator Hmm. so i think that's that's where we actually uh, believe that this is really valuable Uh, if you compare it to other type of screen time this is a really good alternative
0: Hmm. no and I really like how you say it because screen time definitely is uh, a way too big um, definition or word or something. It's like we're saying food to everything you put in your mouth, but we don't. We say food is something you eat for like breakfast, lunch or dinner and it's pasta and meatballs or whatever. And then we say candy to candy. Because that yeah. contains sugar, <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's sort of an interesting way of
0: seeing it. And, yes. and I mean, screen time, as you say, it's everything from extremely lousy YouTube clips. Yeah, uh, I know. For example, uh, one of my kids uh, say sometimes, "Mom, I want to look when dog farts." That's like one of yeah, my yeah, favorite yeah. things to watch. <laughs> And sometimes we do, but I don't let her look on dogs that farts for several hours per day, definitely. Exactly. And I'm sure she could if she she were allowed. Um, Yeah. But but also, I mean, we tried your product and app, of course. And and what I did notice with her, at least, and I don't know what your other customers think, is that she was more, how to say... um, She was more present. Yeah, she was more present. Because Mm -hmm. if if we start a Disney movie or something, I mean, they're great and I love watching Disney with her. But she can, you know, zoom in too much a bit. And and I can't communicate with her anymore. Whereas Mm -hmm. when we read, uh, or I don't even read. I mean, it's a narrative talking. So I just need to sit there next to her. But it's a bit more like she asks me questions when we Uh, Mm. listen to it and also Mm. I think it's easier for us to jump in and jump out she doesn't get that uh, um, annoyed if the book ends and uh, you know screams for another one she's like okay let's do another one or let's play so I don't know she feels more balanced Uh, so so I definitely agree with you that there is screen time and screen time and I can see it directly on on the kids on how they I don't know effect when you use it
1: yeah and we actually get that feedback from a lot of our users uh you know that one of the the problems they feel is like when you put on a um, a video or whatever you sort of lose the child into the screen because you can't even talk to them Uh, because they're just you know lost (laughs) in the in the video or whatever but we actually offer you know the uh the not as uh, as many quick impressions type of entertainment, which, as you mentioned, actually makes it easier for the children to zoom in zoom, and zoom out as well mm.
0: definitely,
1: and I mean, we have to ask you also what what is your
0: favorite book when it comes to children books, of course, do you have a favorite that you really like
1: um I think one of the books that, uh, that I really enjoyed when I was a child, and I can really remember it because I think that it was just, I just thought it was, you know, hilarious. It's, uh, it's called like the, the wild baby, um, in, Swe- <laughs> in, in Swedish, it's, uh, Den Vilda Bebin, uh, which is practically like a child, you know, putting uh, his mom through uh, all these problems, you know, hiding in different places. And I just, I have this really clear memory of it, although it was so many years very many years <laughs> uh, since i actually read it but you know and that, and that i also think is really interesting you know that what you read as a child it really stays with you um and you have all of these fantastic memories from different books uh, growing up
0: definitely and and do you still
1: read the regular
0: books now uh...
1: Uh, i i do read definitely i think one of the last books i read was um, elena Ferrante's series you know uh, no, one my fantastic friend i think the first one is called um uh one of yeah one of the series that's been really popular the the last uh, couple of years uh but i i i have to admit i don't read as much as i did as a child i could read like one book a day <laughs> when i was younger and but uh, yeah i guess i just have to think about the time i i spend on huh. <laughs> on pinterest maybe
0: <laughs> cool So you said before you were four people from when you studied engineering in in Stockholm that started it. Uh, But Mm -hmm. can you go us through a bit? I mean, how's the journey been? Have you had any moments where you felt like, okay, this is it, I'm giving up? Uh, That was really tough for you that you came through?
1: No, I think that feeling I think we've we've never had. I I think it's, you know, starting your own company. It's sort of like sometimes I I can question myself, why am I so extremely passionate about this? Because it's for me like it's no end. I'm going to do this until it's a global success. That's the end of it. And that's like 100% my my way to look at this and that's how I feel Um, but which is sort of sometimes I'm like I don't understand why I feel that strong about this but I just do (laughs) and I love that (laughs) but I think for us it was more like you know we started our uh, we started out just in the beginning of 2020 and we're like okay yeah we're gonna go all in and then this this news came about a some sort of a virus in in Asia and we're like okay whatever that's like probably something that's gonna go away and then you you end up you know starting your company in the middle of a pandemic, um and then I think we we just you know in the beginning we're like, okay, is this really bad, or how is this actually going to affect you know starting your own company uh, And then you know as everyone else, you just now it's sort of like the new normal um you you learn to to adapt, and I mean also. Um, you know, having meetings with like everything from international publishers to people in Sweden, you can have that online now, uh, but I think from, as, from our perspective it was like, so we just started a company, it's a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> how is this actually going to end up? Is this like the worst timing in the world, and now we have to it's, it's not going to be able to to continue or <laughs> what what does it actually mean? Uh, but now I mean, it sort of feels like, yeah, this is the new normal I don't know how we thought that way when that happened. But I mean, I think many people f- felt something similar.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. That no, yeah. I know what you mean. I, I had that uh, terrible feeling in my stomach that spring because, uh, I mean, you, you didn't know where we we're going to end up. I mean, it was yeah. like, is this the mm-hmm. end of humanity? Or yeah. are we going to mm-hmm. start war against each other? Uh, or, you know, there were so yeah. many question marks and we could never knew the outcome. We didn't know how long it would last. We didn't know how it would play out and everything. And I remember that the most scary thing I had was when I was going to do some grocery shopping and they all said, you know, don't go to the actual store. So I didn't Mm. go to the actual store. I tried to buy online. But then when I went online on the grocery store, it said that all the food was finished. I couldn't buy Mm. anything. Like there were no Mm. pasta, no rice, no nothing. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) okay, so I'm not afraid of the virus anymore. I'm afraid. That I can't live because all of the like things you take for granted, like food, yeah, like, do not yeah. exist anymore. And that, yeah, that was me a out. weird
1: feeling. I, I remember, like when you when you had to go to the grocery store because you had heard that everyone had been buying like the toilet paper. Yeah, <laughs> and then you went to the store, and, like there's no toilet paper, and and you're like, what's happening to the world? <laughs> so yeah. yeah, it's a funny yeah. thing now, actually looking back <laughs> to this period. Um, yeah, now I'm you can just, laugh at you know. the
0: zombie apocalypse situations yeah. you were in, but yeah. at then you were a bit like, uh, "What's going on?" <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
0: No, but, uh, but I mean, okay. So you actually did to you did you decided to do the jump before the pandemic started, but mm. still, it's a pretty brave thing to <sighs> do to do that step to have the guts. I mean, yeah. how how did you do it, uh, or what would you say? Uh, made you have the guts to do it did you have investors already on board when you decided to and did you have like a daytime job before that you quit and just jumped
1: on or how would you do yeah I think I think for me something that I feel is really interesting is you know when I started engineering a long time ago if someone would have said to me like yeah you're gonna be in an entrepreneur in like 10 years I would like laughed because I thought that you know entrepreneurs just had this you know the all success stories were like straight lines and it just went fantastic. And, you you know, you just knew, like, this is an entrepreneur and you could feel it in your bones. Uh, however, I know what I think was interesting, you know, looking back, I, now I understand that I have been an entrepreneurial person for most of my life because, you know, also when you studied, I, I mean, I I was a part of all of the, you know, student projects. And, you know, I've been, you know, organizing different type of events as long as I can remember, um, just loved, you know, um, thinking of something to like an event or something, and then, you know, realizing it. And then I worked first as a, within telecom, and then I started working at a scale up. And I think when I worked at a scale up, I realized that, you know, I worked with the two brothers who founded a company and just realized, you know, the difference between having a company, and not having a company is actually starting out. And, you know, if you have smart people working with you, you can solve almost anything you just need to be um a, a bit creative and that's when i realized like okay i can do this myself as well and i i always dreamt of you know just working with your own ideas i think it's it's really i'm i'm very happy that i have the opportunity to do this as well um and then i think for me i just realized one thing of it was uh, i watched like a documentary with uh, robin a, a famous uh, swedish uh, singer And she mentioned that when she dropped out of the, the, you know, the typical American, um, how do you call it? Uh, Skivbolag. Uh, Like record uh, studio? Yeah. Yeah. When she left, like, the big record studios in the US and started her own record uh, label here in Sweden, it was, like, basically because she she wanted to feel like, you know, I'm actually really living uh, my life. And that's sort of how I felt as well. You know, now I can actually really think that I'm living life the way I should, uh, actually trying this. So for me, it's a lot of people told me like, yeah, you're so brave. And I was like, well, I need to do this. I don't think it's that. (laughs) It's that brave. Uh, I think it's more like a way of actually being true to yourself. That's such a cool way to put it, that when you go from an
0: employment to founding your own company, you live your life more. I really like that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and it's sort of how I feel, and I think also, you know, talking to you know young girls as well, because I think you know, you sort of have the image of how an entrepreneur usually uh, is, and how the you know the the type of people the, that actually found in different type of companies. I just, like, um, I felt I I really want to emphasize that you know, if you're a person who like to you know do everything from um, events or projects or whatever, then you're an entrepreneur, you person, you can have your own company. Uh, you don't need to be like the, the Mark Zuckerberg uh, spending time on Harvard or whatever. <laughs> it's more about starting out. That's very inspiring. I really like that. Thanks. So what's, what is
0: your greatest success so far? Have you had any time where like, okay, now it's uh, champagne for everybody?
1: Um, I think we actually, um, uh, one of the things that we talk a lot about is actually celebrating your victories, um, continuously. So you don't need to you know have the biggest landmark ever, um, to actually celebrate, you should celebrate all the time. Uh, I think that's one of the, the things that we <laughs> focus on a lot as well, but I think, you know, um. When we, it could be, it's been everything from, you know, hiring our first uh, employee to, you know, launching um, in Germany that we did recently to, you know, just realizing that we're taking it step by step to actually follow our plan. Um, But I, yeah, we celebrate a lot, to be honest. Um, That sounds very
0: good. (laughs) Yeah. And that was actually my question because you said like you go for this until it's like uh, global and everywhere so yeah. i knew that you existed in sweden but you actually didn't exist in more countries so you, is yeah. germany yes. the second country you decided to yeah. go into exactly yeah and why would you choose germany over all countries in the world
1: well it, you know it's it's a huge uh, country um and they have a long tradition you know it's a reading people um so it's and it's sort of similar culture to Sweden. So I think that's why we start out with, with Germany, but um, obviously we have global ambitions, so there, there's gonna be a lot of more countries um, down the road as well.
0: Cool, and, and looking forward, I mean, what's, uh, what's your next steps? Maybe you can't reveal them all, but uh, mm-hmm. can we know something that's uh, for the future?
1: No, I think it's more like, you know, since we have, I mean, we're going to be the biggest reading effort children in the in the world. So, I mean, it's just going to be keep on focusing on finding, uh, you know, awesome people to work with and just uh, expanding into more countries.
0: That sounds uh, great. Are there any countries where you see that you have difficulties and obstacles that you haven't had in Sweden and Germany? You said Germany are a reading Uh, culture and i was like hmm what Mm. countries are not reading cultures
1: i i don't think i'm gonna just you know mention countries that we don't (laughs) feel are reading at the moment but i mean then you have you know countries who might have you know if you have corruption or whatever or censorships then some countries might be less interesting at the moment Mm, (laughs) i can just keep it to I see. Yeah. Well, that's a, a nice way to put
0: it, of course. I mean, sometimes you just live in your little Swedish bubble and you forget that it can be yeah. different in other countries. I see. Yeah. That's cool. And when it comes to, I mean, this type of product, do you have any like uh, competitors or, or something like that? Uh, I mean, I don't know a bunch of uh, mm-hmm. uh, services that do the same as you do.
1: Yeah, I forgot. There are some services targeting mainly children and reading out there, but I think for us, it's, you know, one of our strongest competitors is YouTube. Ah, um, I so I think it's, it's really understanding how can you actually compete with YouTube.
0: Cool. And how do you uh, check if you can? I mean, do you have like a lab where you put children in and you see how they use your product or how do you make sure that they actually like your product?
1: I think one of the things that's interesting is, you know, if, uh, if the child, when using the tablet, because, you know, you mostly use it on the tablet, at least today, uh, if they choose uh, Book Snook uh, as a first choice um, on their own, which a lot of our users do, and that's the fantastic thing. Uh, and then that's how we feel that we actually, uh, or we're doing what we're supposed to. Mm, wow. I was not expecting that that could happen.
0: I mean, now I'm like, you can have the screen if you read books. I don't, uh, I mean, wow, that's very cool. Maybe we will get there then if she uses it more. (laughs) Keep on going. Yeah, we will. (laughs) promise you. (laughs) That sounds good. But okay, so you, I mean, the the way you work is that you get feedback from, I guess, parents then on how to use the product or, or how do you actually, how to say, um... Um, utvärderar. Um.
1: yeah we yeah we use uh, we, we make a lot of interviews and we look into our data as well mm. and i mean also you know uh, it's extremely important uh, talking to customers um, which we do a lot um, but also looking into the data that we have and and, and uh, you know I'm, an, I'm a nerd in the <laughs> as as you know i'm an engineer so i love looking into data as well um, but see. So, what data what points are you against? like
0: have on your uh, screen right now that you're monitoring?
1: I might, you know, um, obviously since we we are into into growth, it's it's you know uh, what following how many customers that we have, and apart from that, I don't think I'm just going to go into the details at the moment. <laughs> I see. <laughs> cool. Well, I mean, uh,
0: if we have listeners out there that feel a bit like, okay, I think it's very cool to have a known company, but I don't really know
1: how to get going. What
0: would be your top top tip for them?
1: Um, I think, uh, for me, I think, you know, find someone that you really would like to have a company with. Uh, and just, you know, uh, if you have someone that you know that this person would be perfect for me um, to have a company with, you know, and that's, you know, understanding how to complement each other, etc. And just, you know, get your idea uh, on a paper and just think of, you know, the long, uh, you know, where you where do you want to be in like five to 10 years? But what are your first steps? And mm-hmm. just, you know, do the first three steps. And then you're going to realize that you can take three more steps. Um, so you don't need to, you know, you don't, don't make it into a too big decision. Uh, you know, you're all, how are you going to do the next, you know, 24 months? Just, just get started in the beginning. I think it's the important thing. Hmm. I think that's
0: a great advice because I guess, I mean, sometime you make, uh, you make it so big, it becomes scary. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and then you feel like you need to have all these things in place just to mm-hmm. get going, but I mean, just get the, three, the first three things that you need to get done, done, and then you're going to realize that, okay, could I, if I could do these things, I can do a lot more. Mm. Thanks,
0: uh, I think that's uh, super advice. And Monica, if anyone wants to find you, uh, yeah. where can they find you?
1: Uh, they could just email me.
0: Perfect. <laughs> That's <very interesting. laughs> Or, or how, how do you mean? <laughs> like, no, I was thinking like, uh, can they find you on LinkedIn or they find you on web oh, yeah, yeah. uh, webpage probably.
1: Yeah, yeah. They can yeah. find both my email on the Bootsnog webpage uh, and they can find me on LinkedIn as well. Cool. Well, then I will put the links uh, below in the text for
0: the podcast so you can find Monica uh, and uh, get in touch with her if you want to know more uh, well, thanks, Monica. It was great to have you on the show. And I wish you the very best good luck with your global ambitions. And uh, you. I'm looking forward to continue using your products. I will let you know when my <laughs> kids choose that one over YouTube. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> thanks a lot. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you like what we're doing, remember to subscribe. And if you really like our podcast, don't forget to give us a five-star rating. Remember, innovation is what makes the impossible possible, and it will all start with you.